Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Angela Winsky and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. Zach Katie. Hey And last but not least, Brett Freeman. Hi guys, I'm the loser this week. You are the loser this week. Most, uh, most weeks. Uh, so the game's not dead, we're not dead, we're here, but the forum is most certainly dead. R.I.P. Forum. So there is that. Um, we have news as far as what AMG is planning in the future. There, We finally got some, a stream uh, telling us basically that um, what their plans and intentions are going forward. So, right off the bat, why don't we start it off with, uh, they told us Worlds is not happening in 2021, but Worlds will be happening in 2022. The path to Worlds is probably going to be starting in 2021. So, we had that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, and it sounded like end of 2021, so I wouldn't be surprised if it is at PAX. That would be nice. I mean, so we know PAX is the first weekend in December, I believe, or first or second weekend in December, right? Do you sure. think so? <laughs> sure. It's so far <laughs> out there in the future that... um, But yeah, that, that could be like one of the first big events that are coming up. I mean, now granted, I, I think Nova's happening this year. Uh, I know they're banking on it happening, so that, that could be uh, one of the first big events that is is going to happen um i I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of revamp everything the way the like i mean like i wouldn't imagine that they just jump right into the nationals or if the primes whatever they're going to be called um or if they're going to maybe like revamp yet again what the tournament scene looks like i'm sure we're getting another name change yeah it just kind of has to happen guaranteed Right, so uh, that, that's that's my big question is like, will um, will Nova be the the first big thing, and what kind of event is it going to be? I, I, mean, I mean, honestly, it definitely sounded like they were thinking like end end of the year. I would be pretty surprised if Nova is anything more than an uh, like an unofficial event. That's fair. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, it gives you hope. I mean, obviously, if the everything takes a turn for the worse, I mean, we can expect that things won't start until 2022. But with that being said, I imagine that Worlds isn't going to happen until fall of 2022. Like, you can't have like this buildup of everything going until like you can't have a invite event and then not have people there. So I'd imagine that's not going to be until late of 2022 either. Pro- probably around the same time frame as uh, it has been within the past um, cycles. But one of the good things they did say is that if you do have one of the few people that have invite- invites to the worlds, they will still honor. I believe they put out like a blanket statement along all the Star Wars games, and not just Star Wars. I believe there was like it was kind of like a, across a, um, I'm sorry, Asmodee, that they basically said that all invites um, are going to be honored at the next world. So if you do have one of them uh, in any of the games, you can use it. Um, yeah, and I mean, like the the big thing was they're keeping competitive play right, and they're making their own additional formats for OP. Like, all of our fears about organized play 
uh, fortunately were just, you know, like overreactions big time. It sounds like they're going to try and give us what we have now and probably add more. All right. Some of us didn't have fears. <laughs> All of think... my fears. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> right. And one of the things they did say was that there could possibly be different types of organized play. Like, I mean, like this is the stuff that we kind of predicted was that they said that there is going to be, they're working on a, um, cooperative version of the game and, and stuff like that so i mean like i said this is stuff that we all kind of anticipated coming uh, across and it, it, everything's just kind of like coming together and being confirmed now so i'm not shocked but I, I am happy that we actually people can stop going down that crazy rabbit hole of you know oh they're only going to do this and they're only going to do that like it, it's confirmed now that they are keeping organized play with the way the game is. And, and I, I think the game will thrive and uh, get back to where it was with all this. Yeah, I feel like we had like four big fears um, that we talked about on one of the podcasts. And it was that the game just ends, that they cancel OP, that they uh, release a 3.0 right away, or that they uh, make us or make people paint ships. Right, I feel like those were kind of our big four points, and they touched on all of those really, and gave us the answers we were hoping for. So, I mean, the uh, the stream was really helpful in clarifying a lot of fears. Right. So we did get the, all that news. No, three point um, One of the things Boo. that <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Well, here, okay. So they did kind of like one of the things they did touch base on was that the. You know, stuff is already kind of developed that, like, we're, we're kind of, like, two years down the rabbit hole already so that we're going to, like, really kind of see a, a lot of FFG's impact coming out right, like, right off the get-go with AMG that, um, isn't going to, we're not going to see anything of AMG's style for a while. And, and they kind of did touch base on that, that, like, there's a lot of stuff that's already basically developed that is just being transferred over to AMG. So, I mean, they said right now they have no plans of 3.0. And that is something that we kind of talked about, is that we're probably only going to be seeing FFG stuff for the next year and a half, at least, I think. Oh, they said all of 2021 was definitely FFG. Right. Um, and then starting 22 would be when they would be at least changing the branding. So I assume that would be um, when AMG stuff was starting to come out. Now, how long do we have... Uh have the license for do we it's until 2023 it's like 2023 okay at least uh that's what um that guy at asmodee what's his oh shoot i forget his name he had an interview at gamma last year gotcha um so i mean we have uh, at least a solid year i mean hopefully more than that of seeing what AMG does produce in the game. But, I mean, for the next year, we're, we're going to see AM, or FFG's impact into the game still. And hopefully that uh, everything gets back to normal and we will get into, you know, the X-Wing that we remember. Um, Steve Horvath. That's the guy's name. <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, so with that being said, I think we're all excited that the uh game is continuing on like it is uh we uh, pandemic wise covid's a bitch so uh, but i mean it's something that we have to take care of first before we can actually get back and keep playing uh the game 
So hopefully everything, you know, do your part. Try to, you know, get back so that we can finally get back into the stores, get back into the conventions and everything and, and play the game that we absolutely love. Because I'll be honest, I'm tired. I think we're all a little bit burnt out of TTS X-Wing. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. It's just not the same. I know we we really kind of hyped it up and like as we should have, but um, I, I think we're all itching to get back into the game stores and get back uh, into the tables that um we love the game being played in that format so much. All right. So with that being said, though, AMG is going to be doing weekly Star Wars um streams i believe it's you know i I don't think they're it's all dedicated to x-wing or uh legion i think it could rotate but if there's one thing that i know is with the streams that they have done in the past it's very consistent um they are still a new company so they i know they are learning a lot with all the streams and and everything so be patient with them but i mean i have a feeling we're going to see a lot more content with amg than we ever did with ffg like i think ffg was very good at designing the company or designing the game and everything but i I think when it came to communication to the client and like the like basically like the player like it it was shit i mean i i think we can all agree to that because like you know we would have like these lulls and then nothing would happen and then someone will leak something somewhere and then they have to like basically scramble and all that stuff where i think amg's track record so far is you know the the quality of the streams um they're still getting the kinks out but i think with the frequency that they have and the communication that they will have with the community i think will be a lot greater i mean so one thing about it that was just nice is uh, they didn't initially say what the dates were for the X-Wing releases that we're going to be talking about. And people commented in the chat about it. And they just went back and found it and said it on the stream. When during the FFG streams, they kind of seemed to just have a script that they were following. And it was very rare that you would get an answer to any question that wasn't already part of their presentation. Um, so it seems like they're kind of a company that's much more willing to just sort of like go with the flow, shoot from the hip and... Uh, answer the questions that people actually have at that time. I think part of it too comes from just like the backgrounds of the companies, like not to excuse FFG of this because they should have figured this out by the end. But like as a board game company, you're just you're not doing that many releases, right? For a board game, like if you think of like Mansions of Madness, they get an expansion every couple of years, maybe one a year, maybe. Like so, they just don't have to like regularly produce content whereas like a minis game like you are just constantly churning out stuff like it's just a different like mentality shift there like i said not to excuse ffg they should have figured this out by the end i understand why at the beginning they weren't so good at like keeping in touch with the player base but i think that's where like amg is really gonna kind of like we said step up and show their colors is that most of these guys come from minis gaming backgrounds or you do have constant release, constant touch points with the community versus yeah. like once a and, year. And that's one of the, the things that they kind of said was that FFG had always had the board game mentality and they had the minis mentality. And what I've been reading is what people are saying is that means, you know, they're more uh, comfortable having, you know, 
a dozen SKUs that are being released in like a quarter or something, as opposed to FFG trying to to limit it down because they don't want to, you know, upset the stores carrying their product and stuff like that. But but what do you? I thought all the delays were them getting everything approved by LFL. That was a good excuse. Uh, it was, and uh, <laughs> I gotta give whoever came up with that excuse like credit because you had everyone believe in it, and I I don't buy it at all. I mean, especially on this stream, they were just basically like. Okay, here's our spoilers. Uh, I hope we don't get in trouble for this, but we were totally not going to get in trouble for this. Um, so uh, I think I think going forward that we're going to have a, a lot clearer um, picture of what's coming out and time frames and everything like that. Like where I I, I don't know what FFG did that I'm really kind of skewed all that. But like I said, I'm excited for AMG's uh, schedule to with them putting us different uh, all the different content that they will have through these streams um, coming across. Uh, so, like I said, I, I think that you just you know be patient with them. Um, uh, you know, I, I know the, the stream might not have been as flawless as it could have been, but you know, I also think you know we're in a crazy time right now, so. I, I'm going to cut them some slack because I know exactly what, you know, is coming. And I think I'm excited for it in the future. So, yeah, um, we're not we're not like their customers because we care about the quality of their stream. Right. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> I mean, like just the complaining about it has been one of the stupidest things that I have heard. Like as long as they're going to do a good job with the game, they can just continue the same level of streaming and i for, for one will not complain that is a good point yeah I, I mean knock it off you probably don't know how to run obs yourself so i mean <laughs> hey, i am running it right now no not you not you not you not you um i'll the, never live down the robot episode <laughs> you will not um no but it, it it's especially i mean i know these people are probably like strapped with doing so much other stuff that you know they're probably oh no we have to go do a stream we haven't had time to actually learn all the streaming software and everything like that i mean we're getting they don't have maybe the personnel um like they might have at ffg to have one person basically set up the entire stream and then um you just show up and talk about the game where like they're doing it all at, at this point. So if, if you're complaining about that, you, you know, get off your high horse. Like look at the people who were there, right? It was the head of the studio and the head designer, right? For FFG, we would have the guy who did FFG live and one of the developers in there reading from a piece of paper. Like this, this was not like low level people. And this was not people who are focused on technology. Right. Um, so, all right. Anything else about AMG that like uh, like organized play or AMG in general um, that we might have missed or touch baseball on? I'm excited. Brett's excited. I'm really excited. I was so much. Uh, I left the like watching the stream so much happier than I expected to be. I was really dreading watching it to be honest with you, and I left with a good like feeling as to to who was running the game and that they actually cared about it. Um, oh, and one thing they did say um, was that you're not going to have to paint the, the ships, like I said, but that they uh, were going to look into offering some type of like customization options, potentially. And that could be kind of cool. Um, I, I know 
I like painting my ships. I know I'm not the only one who does. It would be cool if there were other things I could do than just paint them like in my own color scheme to make them more my own. Nice. Um, but they didn't leave us empty handed as far as spoilers go. So we've kind of known about this for a while. So we have the three different uh, packs coming out. We have Squadron Packs, which is the Phoenix Cells, uh, Fugitives and Collaborators, and the Sky Strike Academy for Imperials. Um, the I'm sorry, the Phoenix Cell you should know is Rebels, and the Fugitives and Collaborators are Scum. Um, which I think it, this is an interesting take because it's kind of like almost like they did away with like core sets and basically like have these almost like faction starter kits now that you can basically buy. Um, that we we've seen it in the past. It's basically like the same setup as the Resistance one or the um, Servants of Strife or the Jedi one, whatever that's called. Uh, where it's three ships and, um, you know, a bunch of cards that each come with it. So, do we want to start with the Sky Strike Academy? Start with the best, sure. Sure, okay, go ahead, Brian, you can talk about this. <laughs> Alright, so it is, uh, two TIE Interceptors and a Defender with alternate paint schemes that look absolutely fantastic. Um, and they spoiled, um... A couple of the pilots who are going to be in there. We know that there is going to be uh, Sienna Ree flying a TIE Interceptor at I-6. Uh, Volt Scaris, who is going to be flying a TIE Defender at I-5. And I believe the last one is another Gideon Hask, because we don't have enough of those. Um, flying a TIE Interceptor at I-4. And they actually spoiled the, the card for Gideon Hask, and he has the same ability. When you perform an attack against a damaged defender, roll one additional attack die. Uh, it's a really strong ability. Uh, it's good on a TIE fighter with just two attack dice. It's like bonkers good on a TIE interceptor that normally has three attack dice. Um, at I-4, it's exactly like the initiative level you would want this to be, where you can hopefully uh, squeeze a damage card onto that ship and then light them up with a four or five die attack. Uh, so... You know, the one pilot that we know about already looks really good. Uh, the paint jobs look fantastic. And, I mean, the, the I think the TIE Defender and the TIE Interceptor are some of the coolest ships in the game. I know I'm not alone in that opinion. Um, I, I could not be more excited about uh, any of these than, than I am about this one. Everything looks cool. Now, I have a question. Do you think that, like, you replace him in the tie swarm with him in a interceptor. Um, loaded question. I I I don't know. I don't fly <laughs> tie swarms. That's maybe fair. maybe what I what I've been doing is putting him with Vader and Suntier and him being my third ship, and that's been really fun. Like he is just really good at closing out. Uh, you know, a ship. Yeah, okay. Um, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Gideon and the I-4. Because um, we yeah, know... I don't know how I feel about I-4 interceptors. Right. Like, that's the thing. is I, I think if... we Do we have any spoiled I-5s? I don't think so. Um, but I mean, just the, the Defender. The sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm just thinking an Interceptor. Um, it's interesting because it's kind of like... 
they're so mm-hmm. fragile and you know you block these things or like you know that they just get uh initiative killed um i don't know yeah it's definitely a meta call right like i mean if you're going up against a heavy swarm meta or something like that the i4 is perfect i mean i4 is is always either perfect or just way too low it seems um so that's it's really going to depend i i agree if we go back to a triple ace meta um which you know who knows maybe we actually are in one right now but then then he could really struggle but against you know swarms he's gonna just dominate i think it's still like it's just it's hard to balance their points right like if you look at turfanir sitting at 42 points ugh. For something that blows up when you look at it funny. I hate to say it, but interceptors need a better way of token stacking. They just do. Yeah, that's fair. Like like I said, like I'm curious, um, so like what is his points in the tie L N? Uh Gideon is twenty-nine points. Alright, so <clears throat> if <laughs> I mean, I'd hate to be like, you know, okay, let's drop this dude to 35 points. Like, would that be worth it? Probably. I think so. I, I, I mean, think sure, but, like, there's no way they're dropping him lower than Turfanir. Right, right, Sorry. right. Yeah, I mean, Turfanir needs to be 32 points. <laughs> <laughs> Make it even 33. <clears throat> Jonathan, do you have something? You guys are crazy. <laughs> I no, four the... and three attack dice and double reposition and no. I, but double I... reposition doesn't mean anything unless you're I five or I six. It just doesn't. Might as well not exist. You know, I mean, like fly I two and then see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, even against I twos, there's so many I two arcs out there that double reposition is just not a viable strategy to get out of your. Rebel beef I2 nonsense. I mean, all it takes is one of your X Wings to hit. Now, tokenless him since he doesn't have any tokens because he double repositioned and he blows up. I mean, it's a trade off like uh, <laughs> repositioning versus health, and uh, you know, right? Right? So, like, but that's like, I, I think one of the things, like, I mean, like, even if you drop him so low, like, what what's to the point that he becomes auto include at like 40 something points? Like, uh, I don't know if that power creep is going to be there because it's like, is he still going to die? I mean, granted, he's going to be cheap. Um, you can fit him into a lot. But, I mean, like, we're in a a game where, like, Imperials literally live and die by that bit. So it's kind of like, if you can fit an extra ship in there, but you might not have that crazy bid, like, it, it might be worth it to a point because, like, n- nobody's playing these things. Like... Other than Soontir, like, uh, I know I know it's crazy, but I think at the same time, like, um, maybe that's something that a way to get out of the bid is that if you have, like, something that is so cheap, I don't know if that is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, like, the Saber I mean, Squadron's 35. Like, yeah, he's got to be plus. 45, right? But that's the thing I was about to bring up. Is Turfaneer's ability worth seven points? He's the same initiative as a Saber Squadron. His ability's fine. Booster barrel roll. So they, like he Actually shoots and then back. he can uh, reposition. Booster barrel roll. Yeah. That's meta dependent, if it's good or not. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's seven points better than just having an I-4. 
And if you price Gideon above that, like, I don't know. I think I4 interceptors need to be in the mid-30s regardless of ability. They just do. An extra attack die is very hard to, to price. Mm. Oh, right, like, I, I think they have to, to go on the, the side of caution right now. I don't know. I, I want to see something that pushes, also just something that pushes Imperials out of their two, only two builds of Trip Aces or Swarm. I, I think that's a fair statement. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I know we, we could sit here and say that hoping that he's cheap or, you know, Ter's cheap, but I mean, there could be something along those lines that we're not seeing. Like, I mean, like, it could be like something rack, and if you can load up something like a Gideon and something else, it could be very strong. But I, I'm on the same page that like it's we only see aces and we only see swarms with um, imperials that actually have any kind of meaning meaning behind it. So I don't know, but it's okay because we're getting another i six interceptor. <laughs> so then it can then it can be Suntir, Sienna, and Vader. It's a whole new meta now. <laughs> yeah, it is. The whole new same thing. Right, I mean... Soon tier, Vader, uh, triple sixes. Um, Alright, Brett, do you have any bold predictions that might be in this pack? Um, <laughs> I think there's gonna be a Gideon ask. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I assume that we aren't getting the, the dream... A Vader and a Defender, or else they probably would have shown that in the uh, what? the spoiler instead of Volt Scaris. So, do you think um, we'll see any more of Inferno Squadron in Interceptors? I had not thought about that at all. Um, yeah, I really, I really have no idea. That would be cool. I I like the Inferno Squadron like synergies. It would be cool to see that happen again. Just don't put Iden back in there, or else if you make Sunter to ability. ignore like a whole damage roll, that's a problem. <laughs> Or just change your ability to something else. That could always work, too. I think that, that's the classic case of, like, cool, you're okay with putting in, you know, the same pilot multiple times. Now we've seen you're okay with putting in the same pilot multiple times with different abilities, Poe. Cool. Change Iden's ability and throw her in an interceptor. Give her something else that actually jives with the rest of Inferno Squadron this time. Because, yeah, like you said, I like how the other three do play off of each other really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Perfect. she's just like, what if we just protect you? <laughs> what if I just protect any tie fighter? <laughs> oh, hi, Hellrunner. Looking at you. Yeah, she's part of uh, Inferno Squadron now. So yeah, I guess I don't have much in the way of bold predictions. I just am very excited for it. I love these ships. I can't wait to fly them again. I would agree. I'd agree that this is probably up there Did- for my most excited part of the announcement. No, what's coming next? I know that everyone keeps talking about Vader and a Defender. What is that from Laura? I know there was the Defender in the Thrawn book. Okay, and uh, in the Tie Fighter game, at one point he was in there. Right, the Thrawn book of real, actual lore now. Yes, of the the new canon. <laughs> new canon. Yeah, because I, I know. I mean, I'm looking at this and um, with Phoenix Squadron, and I'm know that the Defender was in. Uh, Rebels, but I wasn't sure if he actually flew it in Rebels, but we're not. Um, but yeah, I think it was the Buddy Cop book, yeah, the, the, the second book. thrown one. 
All right, so next we have the Phoenix Cell. Um, who wants to take this one? Jonathan or Zach? I know. More B-Wings! We have a nice B-Wing! Okay. Get I mean, hyped, Jonathan! Get hyped! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's exciting to see Hera at I-6. I think she'd be more exciting in an I-6 X-Wing or A-Wing. Uh, I do love the B-Wing a lot, but um, I'm not sure... She's got a focus barrel. She's got an I-6 reposition. Yeah, I mean, so she's going to be more expensive than the I-5 one, what, Gina Moonsong, right? Because Gina's at I-5. And then that gets her really sort of expensive. So, I don't know, but Gina's cheaper than Braylon, so... Yeah, but I, I just don't... like. So she can pass a token, right? But then she has no ability. If she passes a token, then she's tokenless. Exactly. So, I, I could see yeah. her staying at 50 with Gina. Yeah, so I think she's not... Yeah, so... Maybe 51. Uh, she can target much... lock and get a, a fire control system reroll and then pass the target lock to someone oh, who yeah. then can launch a torpedo. Good point. Um, or uh, when I was playing around with her, I was putting her with Garvin and I was putting swarm tactics on her and I was like taking a focus token and giving it to Garvin if he was rolling a focus so he can then give it back to Hera. Um, like there are some some cool synergies you could potentially do there i mean but the thing i think with that is all those things happen after her initiative right yeah that's why i had to go with the swarm tactics i i agree the it's almost like the initiative kind of kind of hurts her here in that regard yep but but she can also just be like a nice relay point between garvin and the rest of your fleet, right? Yeah. Like you could fly her Garvin and not have to fly in a brick because she just works as that nice, you know, range two extender. Yep, very true. Um, and she, I mean, can also just initiative kill stuff. Like I six is still really good. And yeah, she is still an I six with a reposition. Right, and now they can get three sixes too, right? Because they can get Wedge and Hera and Han. Are those the only? God. If uh, all ben, the ben, ben Rao. Oh yeah, and Ben Rao in a shuttle. Um, <laughs> hell, maybe you could fit all four in there. Quad sixes. No way you could fit four. No, I'd be shocked if you could fit. No, three. with with the Falcon, I agree. It's it's too expensive. I mean, I guess you could. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Han and Wedge and Hera would all fit. Unless, yeah, yeah they, yeah, they should fit. Yeah. And I guess maybe they'll have a, like in the Rebels cartoon, the B-Wing had like some sort of super laser thing. So maybe there'll be some way to replicate that. If I'm like it. Um, New real HLC. Like it blew up a interdict. It blew up a really, yeah. like a capital ship. Yeah. By itself. Um, some Arquitans maybe? Might yeah. have been an Arquitans. So. I mean that's that's possibility and it's a nice model and then presumably it's going to the wing, the uh, S foils will close and it'll rotate and do all the neat things. Yeah, we can see it kind of rotated in one of the pictures. I believe. Hopefully these S foils are better than the last ones. The last ones made me sad. They always sag midway through the game. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and then you can see the two A wings. You can see uh, one is Wedge Antilles. And the other one is Sabine Wren. More Wedge. More Sabine. 
And More then, of all the above, please. And then, you know, the other thing that's exciting. So if you go to the Asmodee web store and you look at the Phoenix Cell squadron pack in the store, it says specifically that uh, this Rebel Alliance squadron packs includes early heroes of the rebellion, such as Hera Syndulla and Ahsoka Tano. So we know Ahsoka is coming. Hopefully a playable Ahsoka. A playable Ahsoka. Awesome. So presumably, in the because she does fly an A-Wing in the Rebels cartoon show, she doesn't fly. Hera's the only one who flies the B-Wing. But so presumably you'll have a uh, Ahsoka, like a Force using Ahsoka and an A-Wing. I bet we get the uh, goofy Mon Cal in the B-Wing. Oh, what was his name? The, the inventor. Yeah. The inventor mm-hmm. of the B-Wing. All right, so with- Wedge, Sabine, Ahsoka, Jake, like all in A-Wings, that actually sounds kind of fun, right? I could be down for an A-Wing Swarm for that. Now, here's the thing. Every time we see a um, baby version of them, they never actually have the same ability. So, like, as much as I think it would be awesome that Wedge has the same ability in the A-Wing, I, I have a feeling the chances are we're not going to see that. I think so, too, but that's that's sad. It'd be cool if he had the same ability in the A-Wing and just make him, like, a really good Rebel A-Wing. Rebels need a really good Rebel A-Wing. That's not Jake. Right, and I think you could like price it really. I think his ability would be awesome, and really kind of like just be able to plink something away. But um, I don't think we're gonna see that. I mean, but I mean at the same time, I think the design space will be nice to see something else. Um, his ability have something other than just you know one less uh, green dice. Uh, Sabino, she's always an I-3, right? Like, in everything that she flies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, like, Sabine's original ability is, rebel ability, it would be amazingly great in a naval. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, with the double reposition before you move? Yeah. And I guess Hera's old ability as, um, what, Spectre, whatever, would would have been really good in a B-Wing or an A-Wing, but they gave her the new ability. Yeah, I, I feel like they have to, right? Like that. It's too good. In an yeah. A-wing. Actually, it's really good in a B wing too, with the uh, all the reds. All the reds. Yeah. 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 To be like, I can one talon or four straight. Yeah. Or three bank. Or three bank. Or two K. And or I can 2K. go both ways with the the one talons, right? Like. Yeah. I'll just do whatever the hell I want. It's fine. You're gonna be in my arc, and I'm gonna have a good shot. <laughs> I'm gonna be at I six. I'm gonna be able to reposition my maneuver based on what you do. So it's fine. Yeah, I feel like Sabine has to have a different ability, right? The supernatural was good enough for uh, for her originally. Now if it's, I can supernatural and then do a boost afterwards. I mean, like, does it though? She's I3, it's an A-wing, like it's cool. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost hoping that she does have it. I mean, I'm hoping she does. I doubt it. But I'm just saying I'm hoping that Wedge does. But I doubt yeah. it. I guess, like, attack shuttle Sabine doesn't really... isn't setting the world on fire. And that's with an additional attack die, which apparently are costed a lot, according to Brett. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by this. <laughs> we all remember Miranda. Do we? Do we? I do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I, I know we didn't have any upgrades or anything spoiled in here, but I, I'd be really curious to see if any, if there are any um, 
upgrades that come with these packs and maybe like change. I mean, they've got to come with upgrades. Right, because well, going off of what Jonathan said, because that's one of the things that I do remember, that this paint scheme is based off of that one B-Wing that she flew in the show, and it does have that super cannon. Uh, yeah, it linked up all three of its cannons into right. like one, like, Ghostbusters, don't cross the stream stream. Exactly. So What's, what's it going to be like? Like, get a ship in Bullseye, roll a crit, and it just dies? That just seems I mean, way too strong. <laughs> what if it's like something like, uh, you know... Like Sunny Bounder, roll three hits and get four. <laughs> okay. I, I think it's going to be you just get to like put the HLC on for free. I guess if they win that, they could make it epic, uh, epic play only. That's fair. I don't. That would be pretty good. So I am really excited about both of these packs. I got to say, though, I'm a little surprised that they went with these ships since the Defender, the Interceptor, the B Wing, and the A Wing have all been released for second edition. And this seemed like a really good way to continue releasing ships and uh, giving new players an, a way to buy them while still releasing new content. So I was surprised they went with this lineup for these or two Or we're a bunch of crack whores that'll buy whatever they put out. That's well, the fair, Interceptor, too. Only, the Interceptor and the Rebel A-Wing only have two unique pilots. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like We did yeah. need more content for them. It's just, like, it would have been nice to see a Lambda like get re-released and I don't really know what else the the Imperials need. That bring just, back all the one interceptor pilot. Is there a Carner Jax and a <laughs> who else? Uh, just like Carner. Uh, what was the other one? Fels Wrath. Fels Wrath. Uh, what was the other one? With Carner. What was Carner Jax's like nemesis in the Interceptor? In the old Dark Horse comics. <sighs> Who's the guy who would do the two? There's the guy who did uh, who could. Oh shoot. Who's the guy? There's the guy who could change his K turns. Remember, what was his name? And um, I can't remember any of the old interceptor pilot. Can't. I remember Carner and I remember Suntier. Oh, Kier Yeah, yeah. Was and then there was the guy who did. Was there someone who did two barrel rolls? Yes. Or yeah. Yes. So there's Kirkanos and um. Hmm. I guess you well, just they haven't thrown out all those 1.0 X-Wing cards. Yeah, I just opened up the original Yasby, which is probably going to screw up like all of my uh, search bar forever. But... Let's see, Kirkonos lets you uh, spend an evade token to add a hit result to your roll. Range 2 to 3. Lieutenant Lerer lets oh, you do yeah. Yeah, the boosty, or like the curved barrel rolls. But he could not take a talent an EPT in first edition, so it limited his ability. Oh, that's right. And Carter was the uh, enemy ships at range one cannot perform focus or evade actions. Carter is really good. Focus or evade tokens. Yeah, he was he was super good. Oh. Yeah, bring them back. Tetran Cowl. Let's just play one point now. <laughs> I'm in the Liberty Squadron one point tournament. No Miranda though. I'm out. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, sorry for the trip down memory lane, listeners. Sorry if we got lost in all the interceptor pilots. I'm not. They have sorry. better art on their cards. I just got so confused because I'm like, where are the other factions? There's only three listed here. <laughs> it's been so long. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm done. I'm surprised you agreed to it. Your uh, your Jedi are not in first edition, so you'd be like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Just Miranda, switch your fell with. Just <laughs> fell with auto thrusters. <laughs> oh, okay. 
All right. Uh, so, anything else? Any hot takes that we want to talk about with uh, Rebels? Anything? I think there's going to be excited. an Ahsoka. You think there's going to be an Ahsoka? I'm excited. I, I think there will be an Ahsoka, and I think she'll be the one playable Ahsoka. Mm, hot takes. Sorry, sorry. I really hope public. Wedge has the same ability. <sighs> I do, uh, too. Like I'm do- the ability seems just really strong with two attack dice to make that A-wing really punchy. Yeah, I'd make be... it like really useful. Like that's kind of the problem with Rebel A wings right now is that they're just not mm-hmm. able to do anything offensively. Yeah, I think that ability on there would just solve all the problems for for him, um, and then he'd be a nice cheap filler ship probably, right? Because that ability is probably not as good as Jake, and he's not I six, right? right? Yeah, just I four. I think it was. Oh yeah. So there you go. So even better. Just keep the ability. It's not like he's going to outmaneuver you all the time. Now, do uh, you remember that, that Hera flies it an A-Wing in the show? She does. Yeah. Maybe. Do we think she might also be in one? That'd be kind of cool to have multiple options. She is a very cool pilot. Like the two, the A-Wings have the, an identical paint job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like, because that's Sabine's paint job and they don't have um, one painted like Hera's. Harris had like a little tiny pinup Kanan uh, Jarrus on it. Did it really? That's awesome. It did, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the customization options coming in the future. Like decals. <laughs> Go full forty k. Kanan Jarrus. That B wing is really, really nice looking, though. You're okay, really got nice it. looking. Thank you. Zach has been so nice to me today, everyone. It's been great. <laughs> After he like. Told you you were in last place when we first started. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, it's ups and downs. All right. Let's go go to the next down of what the hell is the scum kit? Uh, Don't get me started because (laughs) first I saw we had Y wings coming and I was like, you got to be shitting me. There are no good Y wings in this world. (laughs) Um, Cavill's cool. Drea's fine. But I mean, they don't ever see play. And uh, I'm right off the bat. I was kind of just like. Disappointed to see Y-Wings coming for the Scum faction. I mean, it's almost like that most want pack that, you know, w- was cool, but I think at the same time was kind of useless. And then we have Kanan and the Hawk. Um, now, granted, okay, so the, the, it's coming with a Hawk, which I, I think is okay. Like, it's giving you a ship for the faction that uh, isn't, like, you can only get it by actually... You missed messed up my page. Um, by getting it by buying the Rebel Hawk or anything like that. So this is the first time that you can actually get a Hawk in second edition. Um, that is scum. I, I right that I'm all for. Okay, okay. yeah, right. Uh, I, I think that's fine. Um, we didn't have. I mean, and scum Y wings also just right. Like so, I was saying the other ones. I was surprised. Yeah, you could buy of... a scum pack before that came with Y wings. Right. It's called the launch set for scum back in 1.0. Right, but I, I thought we were saying like a 2.0 version. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, you, you, but you could also always buy two second edition Y wings, um, and then just convert them over with the packs. Where this is the first time that you could buy an actual hawk in second edition. Um, so I mean, if you really wanted to, you could buy this if you need it for the rebels, and you can't find it anywhere. But I, I don't know. I, I'm a little. 
I have to see more, uh, and I I don't you know want to put these down until I really kind of see the entire pack. But um, but we can talk about Kanan a little bit. I mean, when I saw this, I had to like kind of Google to see what this is all about. But you know, this is from Kanan's smuggling days before he becomes you know linked up with Hera and all that stuff. Now, uh, granted, his ability is I think pretty decent. Is you know while you or a ship in your uh, turret defense, you may spend one uh, force charge if you do the attacker rolls one fewer attack die. Now, it's an uh, I-3 with one force charge. It's basically his ability um, from the other ships, but uh, it just involves the turret arc. Uh, now, I-, I like this for one of the big reasons, is that you don't really need the multi crow title with this so you kind of have like a, your first like every other i think hawk with the exception of dace bone arm you needed the title to actually like have any kind of viability for it and i, I think this is the first hawk that i'm looking at that i'm just like i could just bring this by itself and it'll have some kind of use to it so uh, i i'm excited to play it i'm not sure what kind of list that I would even put it in. Um, um, my first thought is with honestly with like another Hawk like Torkoal or something like that and uh, putting the title on Torkoal or, or you know, uh, Paylob. But other than that, like uh, I think this would be a good utility ship to keep your other ships alive that you might need uh, might need help. And yeah. Uh, I- I really agree. I like that they got rid of the in-your-firing arc as being the trigger and made it the Tura arc. Because you're right, like with Paylob or Torkoal, you kind of always felt like you had to pay the points for Multicrow because it doubled their their coverage. Um, and first off, that meant you could only bring one, and second off, then they got very expensive. So I like that they're kind of giving you a budget support ship here. Um, you could throw Maul on him and then get to do your ability twice, potentially, uh, which could be really nice. Um, and at the end of the day, he's still probably going to be cheap enough that like, if people want to just focus him down to take out this ability, I'm probably fine because he's probably only going to cost me 40 to 45 points. Uh, so focus on him all the time and let the, the actual stars of the, the, the list go in and kill you. So I think he's a cool one. The paint job looks really good. Um, but I totally agree. The Y-Wings seem like such a horrible choice. Like... Stop making what trying to make Y wings happen. They're not going to happen. Scum Y wing swarms. The next meta? No. Come back next episode as we discuss. I mean, hopefully we get one of those streams coming up right off the bat and uh, explaining to us what they were thinking with Y wings. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I right off my first inclination is I'm not. Uh, I'm not too thrilled about the, this pack. I mean, I'll probably buy it just so I can get the Kanan card and uh, the sweet hawk. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for what could be what like what could they could actually be putting in there that makes them good. I hope there's a new title for it. Either just another one named Moldy Crow that gets rid of like the extra um, firing arc and just gives you the the green token ability uh, or the focus ability uh, or maybe one that's dace bone arm centric where you can uh like replace your turret with a like an, a turret upgrade or something like a non cannon 
<laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. I just feel like there are ways that they could make this ship really cool with a new title that's not, you know, 14 or 18 points or whatever Moldy Crow is right now. 16 points. Of course, I skipped that one. Yeah. That's just my thought, though. I mean, uh, I definitely want to mess around with Kanan. Um, I. I mean, okay, so going off what we were saying earlier about upgrades, uh, I'm thinking that maybe we'll see, like, some a cannon crew card for Scum. I mean, they only have them all right now for uh, crew-wise, so maybe we'll get a cannon crew card in there that uh, might help out a lot, or some other Force users. Because, I mean, honestly, Scum's probably lacking the most out of all the factions, Um Maybe resistance is too, but even still, no, they, they get they get a good amount. So uh, I mean, we're getting forced now for scum, which is kind of just catching them up to the curve. But at the same time, um, in all of this entire pack, I think we need to really see what happens. Uh, I I think the upgrade guards might be the best part about this pack, just going off of my intuition. I'm definitely not very excited about this pack. Yeah, no. I'm also not even that excited about the Hawk, because they stole my paint scheme. Oh, did oh, you, really did nice you know about this paint scheme? Was Is it a paint scheme that we should know about? No, it's just one I did back in like 2014 uh, when the just, Hawk, I first got my hands on a Hawk. I wasn't sure if it was some kind of theme or anything. It might the, be from something. I just did it because I thought the colors looked cool. And it, it's, it's eerily similar. It's not exactly the same, but it is yeah. eerily similar. Yeah, wow. yeah, and, and I mean, uh, what is it, Volt Scaris, and I think something else uh, for the scum that was spoiled, but I, I don't know anything about them. I know, I'm not going to be able to piece together what they could possibly be, so... Um, yeah. I just know it's gonna... not Volt Scaris. It is not Volt Scaris. <laughs> He's the TIE Defender one. It's Lee yeah, Mackay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Hadrassian. Yeah. Two names who mean literally nothing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait till spoils for this um, that come out. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for the scum pack. Anybody else got anything? Battlefront Two novel. Oh great, that's super canon. Cool. All right. Um, any final thoughts? Anything about this stuff? All right, uh, so I think that's basically going to cut us out for this episode. Um, do you guys have any shout-outs or anything? Crickets. 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 Nothing. Um, nothing. Just yeah, good so, job, AMG. Good job, AMG. I think, uh, yeah, just going off of what we were saying earlier, um, hopefully we're starting to see all this wind down. Uh, it's still super like scary out there. So... I mean, I know we're talking about Nova and PAX, but I mean, none of that can happen without, you know, everyone's, you know, support and uh, trying to knock out COVID for the, you know, finally. So uh, make sure everyone's still playing it safe and everything like that. Hopefully we get into stores sooner than later. Um, oh, hey, something we hey, forgot to say. What's up? Uh, these all come out at the end of March. Oh, that is true. Like birthday not presents for me, anyone. Birthday presents for me if anyone wants to buy me some. 
everyone, Zach's going to post his Amazon wish list and it's going to have all this stuff and probably a little bit of stuff that we don't want to see. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So end of March, I think it was like March 26th, was it? March 26th, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. The day before my birthday. Look at that. <laughs> see? Perfect timing. Cool. Um, so keep tuned, stay tuned to us. Um, we, we have a couple things in the works. Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing anything. I know people have asked us about, uh, more events and, uh, band leagues and everything like that. I, I think we're probably going to wind down on stuff like that. Uh, like I said, we're burnout and like, you know, if we get burnout with that kind of stuff, then, uh, it doesn't make it fun or anything. So I, I think we're just going to try to hope for the best with, uh, events coming in person. Um, get those vaccines as soon as you can. And hopefully we see everyone in person. Um, like I said, we, we do have some things in the works otherwise though. Uh, anything else before I say good night? Good chatting to y'all again. Yeah. yeah, I missed you guys. Sorry it's been so long. It has been. We've had a lot of hiccups in this road, so uh, it's good to be back. And on that note, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your patronage and sticking with us. I know I know when we're not on a weekly schedule, it can be hard to follow, but um, we'll try to make sure that we're a little bit more consistent. And on that note, have a great night, and thank you for listening. Bye, everyone.